welcome to the Salty Hair Self-Care Conversations. Join me, Claire Fole, as I chat with thought leaders, wisdom leaders and self-care believers as we explore what taking care of ourself looks like. Welcome to this week's Salty Hair Self-Care Conversation where I'm chatting with AC Brown about human design. AC does a beautiful job of giving an overview of what human design is and the five different aura types um, which fall under human design. So I'm not going to delve into that right now, only to say that I had heard different people talking about human design and was wary and not that interested in it until I heard AC a few months ago speaking on Becca P. Estrelli's podcast about human design and it really piqued my curiosity. And as I have started to learn a little and had a reading, what I have loved about human design is that it has helped me to understand certain bits of myself. It has helped me to understand why I find some things really easy and flowing and other things feel really hard. Um, And it has given me permission to not beat myself up about it, to not say that's good or that's bad, but to have an acceptance of, oh, that that's part of who I am. And that was really why I wanted to speak to AC on the podcast um, because it feels like human design is really powerful in helping us to understand ourselves a bit more and that definitely is self-care that we're talking about. AC is also really clear. She says it a number of times that human design is a tool. It's there to help us, um, but it's not there to define ourselves by. And it's not the only thing that's going on in our life that we have childhood stuff going on. We have societal pressures going on. There is so much in our life um, that explains who we are at any moment. And her, her invitation is to not just gather the information and be defined by it, but to, to put it to work, to show up, to be patient and uh, to really keep inquiring what does this mean for me going forward, which is a powerful um, can be a challenging question but it's also really expansive and has helped me to really hold what I've learned through human design and to integrate that into so many of the other things that I know about myself. So I hope you enjoy our conversation today. So welcome to this Salty Hair self-care conversation. Today I welcome AC Brown and I'm going to introduce you to her in just a moment. But first I wanted to invite you, AC, and everyone who is listening uh, to open this space by taking three big breaths together. So you might want to lower your eyes or shut your eyes or just whatever you're doing, just to pause and we'll just take a big deep breath in through our nose And let that go out through our mouth. 
take another deep breath in through our nose. Let that go out through our mouth. Take a final big deep breath in through our nose. Let that go out through our mouth. And as we breathe together, our hearts start beating together, which is a beautiful way to open this space for this conversation. And as we open this space, we take time to honour the traditional custodians of the lands where each of us sits, to feel into those who were here, who were here 100 years ago, 1,000 years ago, 50,000 years ago and since time began. I would like to acknowledge the traditional custodians, to recognise and respect their cultural heritage, beliefs and relationship with this land since time began. I pay my respects to elders past and present and acknowledge Aboriginal and Torres Strait Islanders as the first people of Australia. They have never ceded sovereignty and remain strong in their enduring connection to land, waters and culture. And I support the Uluru Statement from the heart. As we get started, I set the intention that our conversation will be a source of joy, of soul connection and of nourishment for us speaking and for you listening and so it is with great joy that I introduce AC Brown to you. AC is a human design expert. She's a projector and more on that in a moment. She's a dog lover and a very wise woman. She takes the theory of human design and makes it relevant to living our lives. And she helps thought leaders and entrepreneurs tap into their magic and unleash their desires by becoming who they truly are through the power of human design. So welcome, AC. Thank you so much for having me. That was so beautiful. I feel all relaxed and calm and just like in tune with myself. Thank you so much for having me. This is amazing. Oh, it is such a joy and a delight uh, to get to speak to you and to get to explore human design with you because the way you explain it and, and the way you kind of play with it, you um, have deepened my understanding so much. Um, I heard you first a few months ago on Becca P. Australia's podcast and then started following your work and your podcast and I've had a reading with you. And what I love is that I often say that to take care of ourselves, first we need to know ourselves, um, which sounds simple but actually can be kind of hard to do. Uh, but I feel like human design is so powerful and helpful um, in doing this. And, and so I'm so delighted that you're here um, today to take us through that. So I thought where we would start today, I read a quote from you. Um, about when you found human design where you say suddenly my life felt made so much more sense but there was a huge missing piece how do I take my life from where I was to where I wanted it to be with this new found system so let's start at the beginning what is human design AC <laughs> so human design is a combination of astrology Kabbalah, the I Ching system, um, metaphysics. Um, I like to say that um, if human design uh, 
were, I'll use my Ikea analogy. This is the easiest. Everybody knows what Ikea is. I hope so. Yeah. <laughs> I hope so. Um, if astrology was a, your natal chart was a finished Ikea bookcase or something that you built from Ikea, human design is the instructions on how to build it. Mm-hmm. So that is the best analogy that I can give is that your natal chart is a great tool. I love astrology. It's my first love. Um, but your natal chart is sort of like a big kind of like, this is who you should be. This mm-hmm. is why you act this way. This is, you know, what you can become. These are the things that can unfold in your life. Mm-hmm. But human design is more of the instructions on how you fulfill that. Okay. Amazing. And within it, I know that there are different aura types. Yes. So, and each of them is quite different, isn't it? Um, so do you want to start us with how do you find out what your yes. type is so, and a little bit about them? So your aura type um, is, there's five different aura types. Some people say four generators and manifesting generators are broken up into two, but there's five. Uh-huh. And so what you would do, you can go either on my Instagram and fill out a form, or you can just go look up Google human design charts, like a free chart. You put in your information, you need your birth time. It's very important, just like astrology. Uh-huh. Um, you need your birth time and then you put it in and it tells you what your aura type is. And then you get a chart that gives you um, centers that are open, closed. Um, you also get gates and different there's it's a lot of stuff mm. um but the first thing you should start with with your aura type and so like there's five aura types mm. and the aura types are um generators and mm. manifesting generators which make up the majority of the population okay. um they're the biggest population so generators and manifesting generators they're the workers they're the builders of our society mm-hmm. um and then you have projectors which is myself mm-hmm. um um people to guide and direct other people's energies. And then you have manifestors. Manifestors are the only aura type in human design that get to initiate, that get to do. So they are, um, you know, the, the informers of the world. And then you have reflectors. Reflectors is a very small percentage of them. And reflectors are here to be mirrors to society and to their environment. Meaning that they are here to um, mirror the environment and know when something's off, know when something's not right. Um, they're really the nucleus, if you want to say, to society. Um, they're very rare, though, um, because, but they're there. <laughs> so those are the five aura types. Amazing. And I know I love on Instagram, you'll often pick someone who's well-known and do their chart and and it helps to start to explain um each of of those aura types and and you'll look at their relationship that they're in and the um kind of the dynamics of that would you take us through the aura types and just maybe expand on them a bit but also to help us kind of understand give us an example of each oh absolutely so for generators um, Beyonce, <laughs> Oprah Winfrey, <laughs> those are, you know, those are big generator names. So generators, like I said, they're here to build something. They're here to master something and mastery over time. So they're here to be the best of the best of the best at something. 
So, uh, you know, Oprah, she's the best at the best of what she does. Beyonce's the best of the best at what she does. (laughs) So that is what generators are here to do. Mm -hmm. Then you have manifesting generators. Manifesting generators are the same. They're here to master stuff, but they're here to find the shortcuts to mastery. So some manifesting generators are, let's say, Jennifer Lopez Mm -hmm. is a manifesting generator. Um, And you see with her career, she's, you know, just you know, all she's, you know, done so much. She's a dancer, you know, most Mm -hmm. manifesting generators, they do multiple things. They have a lot of interest um, as manifesting generators because they can multitask. Okay. Okay. Then you have projectors. Mm -hmm. Projectors um, are here to oversee, to guide and direct other people's energy. So for us here in America, Barack Obama, he was a projector. Um, Princess Diana was a projector. So though that kind of energy of guiding and directing other people's energies, that's what we're here to do as projectors, to be the seers of things, to know how people are supposed to do stuff. And then you have your manifestors. Manifestors make great leaders um, and writers. Some have used their abilities, not to the best of their abilities um, for manifesting, but um, J.K. Rowling, she's a manifester. Um, so who else is a manifester? Maya Angelou, she's a manifester. So th- that type of informing you about something that they're passionate about, yeah. that's what manifestors do. They, um, I don't want to say this, but Hitler was a manifester. Okay. Um, that type of, they have that much power to inform okay. and direct and tell people what the next steps are, okay. regardless of it's, whether it's good or bad. Yeah. And then you have reflectors. The only famous, famous reflector that people are familiar with is Sandra Bullock, um, who's an actor. <laughs> she's wow. a reflector. Yeah, I know that's kind of shocking, but she's a reflector. Um, and reflectors, if you look at her career, um, it's all about the energy, the vibe. She does a lot of roles that are very energy-based that, you know, bring out the best of her abilities. So that's how you can look at reflectors. Okay. Amazing. Amazing. Um, and so within those, as you kind of find out, what aura type you are um maybe we can just um explore a bit of your journey with it because i know like you said that astrology was where you started i know you were really young when you started kind of um, learning about astrology um and then it was um, a fairly chance encounter which led you to human design yes so, of course, astrology is my first love. What were you going to say? Oh, no, no. Know. And then I was going to say, so just how finding it, what that has helped you to unlock and to kind of understand about yourself. Well, absolutely. So astrology, of course, is my first love. I have I've been studying astrology since I was probably like 14 or 15, um, going into the bookstores, buying astrology books all of that stuff. But I, I don't, I don't consider myself an astrologer mm-hmm. um, because I only like really certain aspects of astrology. Like there's certain planets that I like. I love, love astrology. Like people always come to me for love astrology. I'm very good at synastry, things like that within astrology. 
I don't talk tell a lot of people, that, but I am very good at synastry and picking that, those things out. But there's aspects of astrology that I love. So astrology has just always been something that is just like my, you know, my little hidden secret in my pocket, if you want to <laughs> say. And human design, um, it did come to me by chance around, well, be, it'll be nine years next year, um, where I was, you know, doing um, an internship at a photography studio, I was doing commercial photography at the time. And the makeup artist, she actually told me about, she was like, oh, I'm a manifesting generator and you need to take this test and you need to fill it out, all of this stuff and find out what you are. And I was like, yes, I'm a manifester or a manifesting generator. Because back then it was just like, you know, Abraham Hicks and, you know, the law of attraction and the secret and all of that stuff. And I was like, no, I'm a manifester. I manifest things and all of that stuff. And then I took it and I filled out my information. It was like a projector. Like, what the hell is that? <laughs> and then, you know, it's as I started researching, I was just like, oh, wow, this makes sense. This is why my life is the way it is. Mm-hmm. And it wasn't a bad thing. It was just more of a realization that this is why these things didn't work out. This is why that didn't work out. Like, oh, when I forced, tried to force this, this is why it crumbled or this is why it didn't work. And so for me, the realization with the aura types is really more of a confirm. When people find out that aura types, it's more of a confirmation of how your life has unfolded so far because you can go back and make sense of things. And that's what I like to really focus on is the healing part of human design, the healing part of um, uncovering those inner child wounds through it and, you know, figuring out those kind of things that you like, oh, this is why I felt like this, or this is why I felt like that. So for me as a projector, it, you know, just going back like, oh, this is, you know, when this person invited me to this or to that, this is why it felt so good. And this is, mm-hmm. this, that was an invitation. Yeah. That was an opportunity for me. And just looking back in hindsight, like, oh, okay. Just the light bulbs start going off. Absolutely. And so that's how it, I think that's how everybody experiences it. Regardless of your aura type, the light bulbs start going off and then you're like, okay, now what do I do with this information? Mm. And what do you do with the information? Well, I always tell people don't, because what happens is people fall down a rabbit hole of self-discovery mm. and getting to know, you know, and they sort of become this, I, you want to, you want to learn so much about yourself mm. to the point where you're information gathering, you become mm. a professional information gatherer. Yeah. Like, Oh, this is why I'm like this. This is why I'm like that. I'm a projector. I have this, I have that, I have that, which is fine. Yeah. However, um, my theory, my, um, philosophy of thought my teaching is putting it in putting it to work doing the work Mm. and actually following through with those things so I think that's what makes me a lot more unique um in not just human design but in you know me being a spiritual teacher and helping people with spiritual self-development is putting it to into work and actually saying okay if this is true that you know, I struggle, you know, let's just say astrology wise, I'm going to struggle with this part of love because of this aspect is in this house. How can I, you know, not struggle with it anymore and 
take what I've learned through my childhood, through my adulthood, through my teenage years and say, okay, this doesn't have to be my story, but now I have the tools to make better decisions. And so that's what human design does. I I truly believe that it helps you make better decisions about moving forward towards your destiny, moving forward towards your purpose in life. Yeah. I love that. And I love what you say. I say, because that, that, information gathering it can be like we can have all these lists and be like see this is me this is me I've got me on paper now but actually that next step of like learning what that feels like in your body and like embodying that and letting that really integrate in and what does that mean going forward um you said the word invitation which is a big word for projectors and um, I'm a projector too and I kind of struggled with what does this mean, an invitation, but since, you know, really diving into your work, it's helped me to understand um, that it's about looking out for, A, those moments where someone says, oh, would you like to come and do this? And how easily then it feels like things flow. But it can also be more subtle things like, I was at the petrol station the other day getting petrol and I looked down and there was this little ladybug and I was like, what are you doing here? And suddenly this story just wrote itself. And then I went to the beach and sat there and and wrote this kind of 10-page story about a ladybug, but it was letting that be the invitation um, and also understanding just how that works. See, you get it. I want to clap my hands. That is... (laughs) That is so good because projectors struggle. I, I would say projector, there's certain out of the aura types, projectors struggle the most, mm-hmm. um, in my opinion, um, because they have the, because we have this thing, like we get this in our mind that we're waiting for people. Mm-hmm. And so, or you're waiting for this or why haven't I gotten picked or why not me? Yeah. All of these things. And so we miss the point of invitations are not just um, actual invitations, that invitations can be those subtle things of you finding a lady, seeing a ladybug. Yeah. And then, you know, that whole situation of you writing a 10 page story. That's an invitation. An invitation also starts internally within yourself. Mm -hmm. And a lot of projectors fail to realize that. And the biggest thing that projectors don't, that they miss, um, and I missed in the beginning, is in between invitations, we need to follow our bliss. So Mm -hmm. that means doing whatever makes us happy. Yeah. And so, you know, projectors like, oh, you're successful in this, or you've had success in this. And all of this stuff, I'm like, yeah, but I also have failed a lot. I've also had a lot of failures. And I know that the more that I move towards the things that I want, that's when the invitations come. So it's not really about sitting and waiting for this opportunity or waiting for invitations. It's about moving forward. Yeah, I love that. And that was such a permission slip to me um, to drop those old stories about working hard and, you know, really um, hustling and all of that kind of efforting through life. And, you know, that takes a lot of unpacking to be like in between when I'm waiting 
to to follow my bliss and my curiosity and those kinds of things but it has become like really really central to how I'm living my life and and I think to me that's part of self-care is that permission to do that and like this morning knowing that we were talking today and really wanting to just be present I dropped the kids off early and went to the ocean and had a cup of coffee and kind of drew something in the sand and jumped under the waves knowing that that is what fills me up and allows me to be present for this moment. That's amazing. See, projectors, listen, listen to her. And that's what it's all about. It's and the the struggle is really have living and that's for projectors, reflectors and manifestors because reflectors, projectors and manifestors, we don't have any um defined sacral energy. So our energy is very scattered. And so it's really about incorporating those things into your life to that's how more invitations come Yeah. when you're happy, when you're doing things that make you happy, when you're doing things that make you feel joyful. But yeah. what happens is unfortunately society, you know, makes us feel lack and makes us feel that we're not, you know, we don't have enough money. We're not enough. And so we get bogged down with the pressures Mm -hmm. of having to work, of having to survive. Mm -hmm. And it's about finding that common ground. So for me, when I, like when I work with coaching clients and things like that, I meet them where they are. That's Mm -hmm. where I'm, I'm really good at because I've been at a lot of stages. I've been a full-time student and a full-time employee at the same time. Mm -hmm. I've been a full-time employee and having a full-time businesses on the side. So I can meet people at several different stages because I've been there. I've done, I've failed a lot. I've done a lot. I've experienced a lot. So I can say, I know what it's like to want to advance yourself, want to try and budget in coaching and maybe not being able to afford it, but you know that there's something greater for you. So, you know, and that's people get so, we, we do get so hard on ourselves when we want stuff and we can't have it. Um, And it's about finding that middle ground and also pushing yourself at the same time, if that makes sense. Yeah, yeah. And I think that's then coming back to knowing yourself, knowing that how your soul kind of works best is so powerful, isn't it? It's, um, yeah, and just being able to harness that and work with that rather than kind of um, going upstream. Right. And working against it. And that's what human design does. It helps you work and flow with your own natural design, mm. with the way that you're supposed to be. And like cutting out all of the BS, all of the societal pressures, all of your family pressures, all of that stuff and saying, no, this is how I am. This is how I was made. This is how I'm going to make better decisions yeah. um, going forward. Yeah. Because I know there's like different auras have different ways of making decisions, don't they? Like mm-hmm. some people you say, wait a day before you make a decision or other people. Right. So how amazing is that just to have a kind of blueprint? Right. That's your authority. It's called the inner authority. And that's everybody has a different inner authority. It doesn't matter what your aura type is. You can have the same inner authority as I have. And it's about that final decision making skill mm-hmm. to help you make those decisions. And to help you do that yeah. in a more 
productive manner so where you feel like okay yes this is right for me yeah yeah I'd love as well another description that another way I've heard you describe human design is it's the operator's manual of your destiny yes that's what it is because it, it just helps you make it just helps you make just really great decisions to move you towards that because yeah. I believe that you don't necessarily find your purpose your purpose finds you but while you it's trying to find you still have to do the work people think that you're it's just going to magically happen somehow mm-hmm. and that's not how life works people are so afraid of looking like a beginner or starting or failing um that we miss out on so many beautiful gifts along the journey that help you become who you are all of this you know when people say you know oh I love your work or you're so wise and you're so, I'm, you know, this is a lot of, this is years and years of, it's a culmination of failing, of succeeding, of being down on my luck, of depression. It's so much stuff. And it's gotten me to this wise place. It's gotten me to say, oh, this is my work. And a lot of people don't understand that I didn't just arrive maybe to you. I did because you're seeing me on the internet or you're seeing my Instagram, mm-hmm. but my mannerisms, who I am, how I speak, what I talk about, what I can stand behind is a years yeah. of ups and downs, years of going through stuff, years of losing money, years of, of, you know, getting kicked down, years of telling, you know, people saying no. Yeah. And so this is what you get afterwards, you know, afterwards. And so, yes, it's great and you love it, but there's also a backstory of, you know, depression, of pain, of trauma, of, you know, trying to make it, of, you know, just hardship. It's a lot. And so people don't want to go through that. They don't want to have, they don't want to go through the backstory of their life. They just want to just arrive and just say, I'm here. So I'm going to study human design and I'm going to figure out, and it doesn't work like that. Yeah, yeah. Thank you for that beautiful reminder, AC. It's so true. And it's it's when you're here and, and I say you're a wise woman, it's like all of those pieces came together and all of that the struggle and the good bits and the shitty bits, all of those bits come to this moment. Um, and that is all of who you are. It, it's That's the wholeness, isn't it, that, that comes to this moment right and that's all who everybody else is mm-hmm. but we don't allow ourselves to get there we want things right now how come it hasn't happened I always tell people I laugh now like if I would have gotten what I wanted at 21 I would be in rehab right now <laughs> like just from like you know the the crumbling down of like my world and like oh wait you know I wanted to be famous at 21 for certain things I would have been in rehab. All my money would have been gone. Everything because it just wasn't time. I wasn't able to handle that. So imagine, you know, everyone who's listening to this or when you find these different modalities, when you find human design, when you find astrology, and it's a journey that what you're supposed to become, what you can become is a journey, but you still have to do your work and show up. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And I love something that I've heard you say and I know I say it often that look, through the darkest days, at any point when I was in um, some really dark days, I would have given anything not to be there. If you'd said I can lift you out of here, I would have taken it. But now I look back and 
can really appreciate that they got me here. I, and so I never want to deny anyone their journey because I know how powerful it is. And but I hope that I can support people through it or be who I needed through it. Um, and to me, self-care was a huge part of that guiding light of coming, knowing myself was what kind of was the momentum that got me through in the end. And I right. heard you say that you're being who you needed in those times. Right. And that's, that is, uh, that's a gift and a curse mm. um, in a way because life is not, <laughs> I, I'm not saying that it's hard, mm. but it is challenging mm. at times. And sometimes when you're going through those challenges, you don't see the light. You don't see the happiness. You don't see the joy. You don't see the optimism. Mm -hmm. And that's okay. Yeah. But you have to be honest with where you are and, and really take advantage of that particular phase or particular season that you're in. Mm -hmm. And that's what a lot of people don't do is that, and like you said, I've talked about this before, they miss that opportunity, they miss that season because they're so focused on trying to get out of it. Mm. Um, and so, and that's natural because we have that flight or, you know, fight or flight kind of mechanism within us as humans. Yeah. However, there's so much opportunity in certain seasons for people to grow, for people to learn, for people not to repeat the same mistakes again, that we just miss it sometimes because we want to get out of that situation so bad. Yeah. Um, and you just, you look back and you're like, gosh, if, if I would have, you know, tons of situations like, oh, I could have done this or I should have learned that. And you don't, and you end up repeating cycles. <laughs> really what happened <laughs> absolutely absolutely and so for you through all of all of that that you have been through what does self-care that that kind of knowing yourself and your soul and, and guiding yourself through it what does that look like for you over the years and today gosh self-care is it's, it is protecting yourself from the things that you have learned to tolerate. Mm. And that is, you know, whether it's family, whether it's friends, whether it's certain situations, certain work environments, it's really about putting yourself first and really what that means. Um, because sometimes, um, I don't say everybody, but sometimes people are not ready for what that really means of putting yourself first. Mm -hmm. Because putting yourself first requires some really hard decisions um, about you not hanging around certain people, about you not taking certain types of jobs just because of the money, about you not going to certain family gatherings just because you don't want to feel uncomfortable, you don't want to feel a certain way. That's a hard decision to make. So you feel like an outcast or you feel like you, you know, don't belong. Um, but it's about really finding, you know, self-care for me is, you know, my part of my purpose is helping people figure out where they belong. Mm -hmm. Um, and that's self-care is finding your place in the world and your place in the world can be 
every Friday night at the movie theater. Mm -hmm. It can be every Tuesday at your favorite local Italian restaurant. It could be, you know, meeting a friend for coffee twice a month. If that is part of what your belonging is, then that's what it is for you. Mm -hmm. And so, but people often want to make it something else or want to follow what somebody else wants. And that's really, you shouldn't do that at all. So that's what self-care is for me. It's about really putting myself first. Yeah. I love that. I love that. And I love how you've just given us so many beautiful examples of all the ways that that can look like, because it's, it's not a once a week hour block out. It's constantly asking, how do I put myself first in this? Um, yeah. And, and what that can look like. And just taking that as a step kind of out, when we look at the aura types, do you think there's different types of self-care that kind of support each of the different aura types? Oh, absolutely. 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 I would say for generators, the biggest type of self-care for them would be having someone in their life who can keep them accountable and support them um, through their journey of mastery. That's really important because they're on a journey of mastery. They're on a journey of, you know, mastering something. Like I said, look at Oprah, look at Beyonce. They, those are longevity type of things. Yeah. Um, so they need someone who's in their corner. Mm-hmm. For manifesting generators, they definitely need someone who's going to believe in their vision because they have big visions. And because they can multitask and they're all over the place. Um, sometimes they can feel like they're, you know, going around in circles and really not getting anywhere. Mm-hmm. Um, so they need, you know, somebody who can support them in their vision. Mm-hmm. For projectors, I would say the biggest thing is someone who will acknowledge them mm-hmm. um, on a basic level. Just be like, wow, you're doing really well. Or wow, you're awesome. It could be something really simple. So acknowledgement from someone. And then for manifestors, I would say they need someone or people in their life who give them permission to just be, who don't judge them, who don't um, require um, them to explain themselves too much. And for reflectors, they need people who allow them space to... um, to show up when they feel like it, to be there when they feel like it. So that's what supporting um, self-care-wise for each aura type will look like. Awesome. Thank you. I love that. I love that. Now, is there anything else that you wanted to touch on today? I feel like we have um, we've kind of had a really beautiful entree into human design and kind of just deep dived into a couple of those areas. I would say try, try not to t- dive down a rabbit hole. If you do, you do definitely get a reading from, you know, myself or whoever you choose to just to understand more, but don't let these modalities define you. Let them be a part of you. Um, yes, you know, you're a projector or a manifesting generator or you're a cancer or a Pisces or whatever, but don't be an asshole. <laughs> you know what I mean? <laughs> like, you know, work if you're if that's one of your problems, that doesn't that's not because you're uh, you know, a Capricorn. That's because maybe there's some childhood stuff in there that you need to deal with that's <laughs> making you an asshole. Mm-hmm. So I'm you know, 
utilize these tools as tools. Mm -hmm. Tools are there to assist, to enhance what's already there. That's what a tool is. It's there to put something together, to piece things together. So these are tools. They're phenomenal tools, Mm -hmm. Um, but don't abuse them or identify with them so much that you're forgetting about who you truly are. Yeah. Yeah, that's what I would definitely say. I love that. And kind of coming back to that first analogy that you gave us of the bookshelf and the the instruction manual, you they're very separate things. You know, you don't keep your instruction manual taped to the side of the bookcase. You don't read it over and over once you've done it. You kind of let that be. So I think exactly. You have the instruction manual and you're able to see how it's supposed to be done and then you make it happen Mm -hmm. and you can reference back if you make it again or if you need to tweak something or anything like that but don't make some of these modalities your end-all be-all kind of thing because you're still a human being you still have or have a past you still have you know childhood issues that you need to deal with you still have societal things that you're trying to decondition from and family structures and all of that stuff that are so much more than you being a manifesting generator or you being a Gemini. Um, And definitely they help. They do um, help with your characteristics. They're very integral to who you are, but they're not all that you are. Yeah. Yeah. Thank you, AC. That is such a beautiful note um, and a beautiful invitation to finish on, I think. Um, And uh, I know that people will be listening and and wanting to find out more, to follow your work. So where is the best place to find you? Instagram is the best place to find me. (laughs) Um, Instagram at um, AC Brown. Um, The spelling will be in the show notes, I'm sure. Um, and, uh, of course, listen to my podcast is my aura on straight where I talk about human design, spiritual self-development, astrology, metaphysics, all of that stuff, everything in between. So those are the two main places. Amazing. Fantastic. Well, thank you so much, um, AC. It has been a really, um, it, it feels like a real honor to get to sit with you and to kind of explore and unpack and just kind of, um, follow a couple of rabbit warrens with you. So thank you so much. You're welcome. Thank you for having me. An absolute pleasure. And thank you to everyone who has joined us for this Salty Hair Self-Care Conversation. Until next time, I hope you have a week filled with joy and peace. Big love. Bye. Thank you so much for joining me for this Salty Hair Self-Care Conversation. I hope you're feeling nourished, connected, maybe a sense of aliveness the way that talking about ideas does. And maybe, wow, I didn't realise there were other people who felt like this too. If that's you, you may be interested in joining us in our Salty Hair self-care community. We are a group of women who come together each month for an online circle and an online workshop and value a shared sense of belonging being surrounded by others who are also exploring what it means to take care of themselves. Membership is $40 a month and there's no contracts. Stay for as long as it serves you. I've popped a link below so that you can join us. If you're listening to this on iTunes, I would love you to subscribe, to rate and leave a review to help others find these conversations. 
Finally, I would love to connect with you over on Facebook and Instagram at Salty Hair Self Care. Until next week, keep weaving joy and peace into your day.